Welcome to Homework Collective. I'm Pat Ward. And I'm Taryn Mao. And today we're going to be talking about couples counseling. Um, many people have found couples counseling to be useful and have found it to really make a big difference in their relationship in a lot of different seasons or in one specific season of struggle. But a lot of people are intimidated by marriage counseling or they don't know in what ways it can help. So Taryn and I both do a lot of work with couples and uh, we really see the benefit of it. And we wanted to talk through just a few things that you can expect about marriage counseling and also some of the things that may happen in marriage counseling that you may find to be useful. Um, one of the first things that you can expect about marriage counseling is that a counselor helps couples communicate at a real fundamental level about what they're going through. And one of the first things that I talk about with couples is I'm trying to determine what is the shape of this marriage counseling? What's the shape of the work right now? Do we have two people who are leaning in equally, both acknowledging there's a problem, both wanting to fix the problem? Uh, do we have two people who are leaning out who are just like, this can't be fixed. Um, we're holding on to this relationship for some um, feeling of duty or some, you know, if we're doing it for the kids or we're doing it because of expectations other people put, we just need somebody to call it because we're both leaning out or is one person leaning in and one person leaning out. And that's, that's a, that's a difficult and painful shape. But sometimes if we can at least acknowledge that, then we can figure out some things about where each person in the relationship is. And so one of the first things is trying to determine, okay, what, what is the shape? Can we be honest about the shape? of this season and the shape of this work. And then once we, uh, once we can identify that, then we, then we can go on to, to begin to add some, some different resources into what's going on. Yeah. I think a helpful thing to add to, to what you said, Pat, is that leaning in and leaning out doesn't mean you're leaning into the marriage or leaning out of the marriage. It just means who's leaning into change to more connection, more intimacy yeah. and who's maybe complacent. Who's, who's, um, unsure they want to go through that change because it can be painful and uncomfortable. Absolutely. It can, it can look like, you know, marriage counseling can look like, uh, this is our last resort ditch effort to, you know, stay married, but it doesn't have to look like that. So I, I think, you know, couples counseling gives us a common language. The therapist, you know, ha is a third party. So somebody who comes in to the family system, so two people wanting help, wanting to grow in their relationship, and in a way, it kind of forms a triangle, right? So it's the, the, the spouse, uh, the partners, the couples, and then the therapist. And so what happens is that actually the therapist becomes triangulated into the family system in a really helpful way that helps channel some of the tensions that exist in the relationship when I can talk directly to the therapist instead of my spouse about yeah. some issue, some conflict we have, it helps alleviate some of that tension that exists or conflict that exists between the two of us. It, it lifts some of the burden that the couple feels. Plus, yeah. it feels really good to tell your story to a third yeah. party, right? I think sometimes it can feel like I'm going into therapy and like tattling on my spouse, like saying, this is what I'm unhappy about. But, you know, it's it's not necessarily that. It's It's... Um, you sharing your story and your perspective, which is half of what's going on in the couple relationship, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I do, you know, in, in that role is just try to play traffic cop of like, okay, now it's your turn to talk. Like we're, we're all going to sit here and listen to you mm -hmm. and, you know, in, in the, 
um, conflict patterns or sometimes couples get to a place where they really don't slow down and actually hear from each other. So, you know, a lot of times it's not what the therapist says, but the fact that now we're listening in a different way and, um, and somebody has some more space to talk about their experience. And that's where the real change happens. Absolutely. And it's actually the therapist's goal to hold the relationship, right? Not just what one person is saying or what the other person is saying, but to hold the relationship as a whole. Right. Y'all are coming to me to, to improve your marriage. And so in a way, the marriage is the client, yep. not the two individual people. Right. I, it also gives the couple common language that can bring them together. And so some common terms I think we can use in counseling can be words like triggered. That's a kind of trendy word out there that we can redefine. Like, what does that mean for us? Um, to talk about being anxious, to talk about being depressed, to talk about how mental illness, to define mental illness and, and how that affects the relationship. Um, it gives us some just common words where we can define those words and figure out how we're going to use you know, them in our relationship as we're talking about what happens between the two of us. How, how do we interact when we're distressed? And then those words just provide more understanding, more clarity so that we can actually start to understand each other. Absolutely. Clarity is the name of the game too. That's what we're, that's what we're seeking. And that's what gets lost in the fog of, of marriage and the fog of dating and the fog of recovering from things and the fog of parenting together. I mean, the, the clarity is often what gets lost. And so that's, that's what the real goal of that, that triangulation is, is mm-hmm. offering that and helping them find that. Another thing that comes and, and is an important part of clarity is if a couple has gone through a betrayal of some kind. Um, of course, the first thing that we think about when we hear that word is often sexual affairs or emotional affairs and a betrayal of that kind where somebody stepped out of the marriage into a different kind of relationship. And man, when that happens, there's there are things that that happen with trust and things that that feel traumatic and things that um, that really just create a lot of chaos and conflict in relationships. And so we need to we need to um, have a way of slowing things down, getting clear about what's a strength still getting clear about what's safe, getting clear about what feels unsafe and begin to do the, the difficult work of overcoming a betrayal. Um, it's, it's often, and it's not always uh, a betrayal of an affair, but sometimes there can be betrayals about things that were said that weren't true. Um, sometimes betrayals happen around money and the way that money's spent and the way that spending is either talked about and discussed or it's hidden. Um, there are other things that go on, especially around addiction that can be betrayals and some of the hiding and um, the, the isolating patterns of addiction. Um, some, of the, some of the betrayals happen around, you know, people's relationship with their family of origin and has there been a, um, um, an alliance that's remained, even though now we have a marriage or now we have a committed relationship, are we, are we defaulting to some of those old relationship patterns in our family of origin? And uh, we need to talk about that. We need to bring it out. And that's an important part of the, of the process as well. Yeah. I think it's also important to recognize too, Pat, that um, the betrayal can't be an ongoing betrayal, right? It has to have ended um, affair has to have ended. Um, somebody has to be in recovery in order for couples counseling to be successful. There are just some contraindications to couples therapy that we have to be aware of. And these are some major contraindications. So the betrayal hat cannot be ongoing because we have to be rebuilding trust and security in the relationship in order for couples therapy to be successful. Absolutely. So uh, Pat and I use a lot of um, different types of approaches when it comes to couples therapy, but two really good research-based approaches 
are emotion focused couples therapy and then the Gottmans, John and Julie Gottman. And, and both mm-hmm. of these approaches, like I said, they're research based. Um, they actually, the Love Lab, the, the Gottmans created the Love Lab where they actually observed couples fighting and arguing to create their research. So that, you know, that's really helpful. Um, but over time, in these, these strategies or these methods that we use, the goal is to create and build intimacy. And intimacy is just defined by more emotional connection. So most of the times couples come in and they're like, you know, we're, we have some communication issues. And I always laugh when people say that because I'm like, what does that mean for you? <laughs> right? Because that can mean a lot of different things. Um, and, and chances, nine times out of 10, chances are um, they're struggling to connect on, on more of a, an emotional level. And so we just have to understand where we've been, what we're bringing into the relationship, how we attempt to connect with each other, and then how we respond to each other when we fail at Mm -hmm. at those bids for connection. That's just really important. And so we do all of that work. We can do that with EFT, which is emotions-focused therapy or or Gottman work. And, And these theories really just help provide guides and maps for how we come back together. So how are we interacting when we are distressed? Pat said, introduced the podcast really well with this, who's leaning in, who's leaning out, who's pursuing in the relationship, who's more withdrawing, who's pulling away. And we, we do different things when we're in distress. And, and this is just a natural human tendency, right? And these things tend to get stirred up and triggered when we're in a close, intimate relationship. Oftentimes I say, you know, couples have this like sore spot that lives inside them. And marriage is bound to be the type of relationship that rubs up against that sore spot. And we do it oftentimes. I elbow my husband's sore spot and don't even realize it until he turns to me. And he's like, ouch, Sharon, that really hurt, right? And it's just, it's just our way of interacting, right? And then how, how do we respond, right, yeah. when that happens? Do I get defensive and turn to him and like, well, I didn't intentionally do it? Or do I take responsibility and apologize? Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of marriage counseling is not just about um, not stepping on somebody's toes, but actually creating an, a new dance to do together. That's, mm-hmm. that's actually not painful, but is life giving and, and is as, as you said earlier, intimate. Absolutely. Yeah. In the EFT world, that dance language is often used. And with couples, we, we like to say one person is listening to salsa music while another person is like doing the tango. Like that's right. we just have to tune in, find the same music, the same song, get back on track yep so much about marriage life and couple life is about rhythms and about habits and if we can identify those and see which ones uh, where we may be misaligned in our rhythm and also see which habits especially communication habits are are setting us back or keeping us from from moving forward we've done a lot of that work and that's that's what we do in couples counseling is help identify those and then take some time to create some new moves and some new habits that give us more and more connection Um, you know, marriage counseling is not about picking the side or picking the winner. We're not trying to win at arguments. Actually, most of the time during arguments, we're not even looking to agree, right? Maybe we have some sort of conversation about compromise eventually in couples counseling. But most of the time, like we were saying, it's about intimacy. It's about understanding where your partner is coming from. And and so that's just a really important part of couples counseling. It's really at the heart of what we do. Um, So you're not going to come in to counseling 
feeling like you've lost the argument or you've lost the battle. If you feel that way, we're doing something wrong, right? Because right. right. ultimately the goal is that your relationship wins, uh, your marriage wins. That's the goal of couples counseling. Well said. Hopefully this has been an important and helpful tool for you, whether you're trying to convince uh, your partner or your spouse to go to counseling, or you have friends that you know they're struggling and they're having a hard time and maybe they need a third party to help, but they don't know what to expect. Um, share it with them. Encourage them to go and get the help that they need. Uh, if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook or you can connect with us at patwardcounseling.com or Taryn Cooper. That's Taryn with a Y, TarynCooper.com. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great one.